Hello and welcome to this GBM Media Podcast. You're about to hear Serving Today, a programme for pastors and church leaders. If you're involved in any form of Bible teaching, be that one-to-one or in small or larger groups, Serving Today will be relevant for you. Welcome to Serving Today, the programme for pastors and church leaders. This is Andrew Cook and it's good to be together once more. The letter to the Ephesians, more in the series. And Malcolm Ryan joins us for A Pastor Talks. Well, here on Serving Today, we're in the middle of a series that is taking us through Ephesians, as written by the Apostle Paul. Over the last few programmes, we've been looking at chapter 4 of Ephesians. We've seen, haven't we, how an understanding of the truth will influence the way we live. So our lives are to be marked by humility, gentleness, patience and forbearance, with the aim of keeping the unity of God's people, the church. This unity is expressed as one body, one spirit, one hope, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, and all of these come under one God. And last time, Ray Tibbs, who's helping us with these studies, showed us that far from meaning uniformity, unity recognises diversity within the church as Christ gives gifts to his people. Well, Ray Tibbs joins us now to tell us what's next in chapter 4 of Ephesians. In these next verses, 11 through to 13, we're going to look at the gifts that the victorious Christ has given to the church and the growth that results from the provision of those gifts. Paul has already established that the victorious Jesus Christ gives out gifts freely to his people for their good. And so the first thing that we note is that Christ has given us servants of the word. And Ephesians chapter 4 verse 11 says, So Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors and teachers. The Lord Jesus Christ knows what is best for his church. And he has given three variations of the same gift which will sustain his church. No church can survive without having had ministry from all three. These involve, first of all, the foundation. Paul has already linked apostles and prophets with the establishment of the churches. We can see that in chapter 2, verses 19 and 20, and chapter 3, verses 5 and 6. God had revealed his word exclusively to them. Directly inspired by the Holy Spirit, they were responsible for communicating divine truth verbally, and then in some cases by writing. They were eventually replaced as their utterances were recorded and enshrined in what we now have as the Bible. These apostles had been commissioned by Christ in person and bore witness to his resurrection. They were given miraculous power 
and their ministries were accompanied by great blessings. You can read of those in Luke chapter 6 at verse 13, or Acts chapter 1 verses 21 and 22, 1 Corinthians 9 verses 1 and 2, or 2 Corinthians 12 verse 12. Prophets were distinguished by forthright and predictive speech. And there are some examples of those in Acts chapter 11, verse 27, and Acts chapter 21, verse 11. So, as servants of the word, the apostles and prophets laid the foundation. What other types of servants of the word are mentioned in verse 11 of Ephesians chapter 4? The next stage of church growth after the foundations have been laid, is expansion. And so evangelists took the basic good news of salvation in Jesus Christ, which was found in the Bible, given through the apostles and prophets, and spoke of it wherever they went. As people heard the truth from them and believed, churches were founded. What they said was entirely consistent with and derived from the ministry of the apostles and prophets. Without them, evangelists could not have done their work. Although they may have broken new ground by moving from one area to another, they never introduced new truth. See Acts chapter 8 verses 4 and 5 chapter 21, verse 8, and 2 Timothy 4, verse 5. And what particular role does the final pairing of gifts have, the pastors and teachers? We've seen the foundations being laid by the apostles and prophets. We've seen the work established and expanded through the evangelists. And now we see that the work is consolidated through pastors and teachers. They continue the work which was begun by the other ministries instructing and nurturing people on the basis of the same revealed truth that the evangelists had received from the apostles and prophets. The life of the church develops as these men care for and guide people according to the truth that is common to all, wherever they are. Pastoring and teaching go together. One cannot be done effectively without the other. Acts chapter 20, verse 28, 2 Timothy 2, verse 2 and verse 24, and 1 Peter 5 and verse 2. Christ has given us servants of the word. What reason does Paul give for these gifts? Christ has given us servants of the word to help us. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 12 says to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up. These ministries are given for corporate benefit, for the building up 
of the whole body. As food builds up the human body, so the word of God builds up the body of Christ. Acts 2.32 or Colossians chapter 1 verses 28 and 29. 2 Timothy 3 verses 16 and 17. There must be a varied but balanced diet. Sometimes meat, sometimes milk. 1 Corinthians 3 verse 2, Hebrews 5 verse 12, 1 Peter 2 verse 2. But at the same time, the benefit of these ministries is brought through the individual. As the word of God is brought to bear upon their lives, people are variously enlightened and strengthened, trained and equipped for activity as part of the body of Christ. And any avoidance of any of these ministries will hinder both the personal growth and church growth. And so Christ has given us servants of the word to help us. What's the ultimate end or purpose for these activities? Why is the body of Christ to be built up? Christ has given us servants of the word to help us grow like him. And verse 13 says, until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. The body of Christ is to be built up. First of all, it produces a unity of faith, a genuine saving faith shared by everyone. A church of believing people is evident as seekers are saved, hypocrites are exposed, and false teaching is removed. From that, an experimental knowledge of Christ grows. What do you mean by an experimental knowledge of Christ, Ray? That is a real experience of knowing Jesus. Jesus is alive. He is not dead. We are worshipping a living Saviour who can speak with us and to whom we can speak ourselves. Our knowledge of Jesus is not a fact of history. It is a present reality. As a church endeavours to know, love, serve and honour Christ more, greater fellowship with him will result from the expulsion of sinful beliefs and practices. A mature Christian or a mature church will be well built with an evident and increasing likeness to Christ. Thanks to Ray Tibbs for guiding us through the letter to the Ephesians. As Christians, we grow in maturity as we meet with our fellow believers in our local church and also as we pray to see more of Christ in our own lives and in that of our brothers and sisters. Well, in a pastor talks, Malcolm Ryan shares a thought with us to guide us with such prayer. In Philippians 4 from verse 6, the Apostle Paul advises us, don't worry about anything. Instead, Pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he's done. Then you'll experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. 
His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. So, what happens when we do pray? Well, as we spend time talking with God, and if we're open to his response, he will gently and positively align our will with his, helping us better experience whatever circumstances we may face. Sometimes, though, we miss God's reply to our prayer requests, maybe because we're not properly listening or we're expecting a different answer. So we need to make sure we ask for wisdom in discerning what's happening in our lives, what we should be doing, and what the Lord is saying to us as we read His Word, the Bible, and the Holy Spirit gently urges us to make the right decision. And in all of this, let's bear in mind that God's wisdom far exceeds our own, simply because He sees further, loves deeper, and has our very best interests at heart. Thanks to both our guests, Malcolm Ryan and before him, Ray Tibbs. Well, that's all we have time for here on Serving Today. So this is Andrew Cook saying goodbye. May God bless you in your service of Christ. Well, thanks for listening to Serving Today, a podcast from the Grace Baptist Mission radio team. To get in touch with us, you can send us a message via WhatsApp. The number is plus four four seven five zero eight nine three two five three four. That's plus four four seven five zero eight nine three two five three four. Or email us. The address is servingtoday at gbm.org.uk. Until next time, goodbye.